before we jump into this week's episode, I would like to take a minute to allow you to prepare emotionally for the content we will cover today, or to decide to take a break and not listen. While I'm eager for you to hear about these topics, your well-being is of the greatest importance to me. Hey, it's Sarah, and this is Kids These Days, a podcast brought to you by grant funding from the Kansas Department for Children and Families. Last week, Stephanie kicked off season three by introducing our months-long series on Anna Bias that she, Rudy, and I have been planning. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, please take the 15 minutes and go back and listen now. I really loved how she put antibias into words that I could see. You know, she said antibias creates a climate where we have individuals that have their own sense of identity and can be proud of that identity within a diverse society. It also helps us to represent the wide range of human differences, as well as recognize when something is unfair, maybe to ourselves or to others, and to speak up for the rights of others. So today, in support of our season three's theme of being comfortable with being uncomfortable, I want to dive a little deeper into the bias side of things. Biases that might keep us from respecting that wide range of human differences or keep us from seeing the unfair things or keep us from sticking up for ourselves and others. And I know this is only the first episode, so I won't unzip that body bag all the way open, but we are going to put our fingers on the zipper and start to pull. And it might be a little scary. You might likely feel some feelings. (laughs) I can't promise that you won't see things in yourself and others as that body bag starts to open wider. But I can promise you vulnerability and openness and support during this journey to being comfortable with being uncomfortable. You all have heard me talk about confirmation bias on the podcast before, in several different episodes, really. You know, that unconscious thing your brain does when it believes something to be true or not true, and it looks for evidence to support that belief. And not only does it look for that evidence, it begins to weigh that evidence differently or more heavily and begins to, at best, give less weight to, and at worst, ignore any evidence that would go against your belief. And the thing that always sticks out to me about confirmation bias when talking about it is the unconscious part of it. Like, brain, dude, you're supposed to be helping me here. Like, why aren't you looking at all of the evidence the same? Like, I don't know, maybe we could learn something here. But Here's the other really cool slash frustrating piece about our biases and our brains, right? They're shaped by this inborn survival instinct that causes us to associate with other people, ideas, things that our brain perceives to be similar to us because that means it's safe, right? Remember that brainstem? That old fight, flight, freeze, or faint gets all the incoming information and is the first one to process it and then send it to the other feeling and thinking parts of the brain. Yeah, that's the dude that's making the first judgment on similar, different, safe or not safe. 
So I do want to say here briefly that not all biases are inherently negative. You know, like when you tell people, oh, I might be biased, but my kid is the cutest in the world, right? It's not to say that biases are always a negative thing. But I think when we're looking at our biases, especially the ones that keep us from that climate of diversity and individuality, the negative ones, the negative biases are the hardest ones to look at and the hardest ones to, you know, address. And here's the thing. Listen, we we all have biases. Our brain is just plumb full of them. Trust me, Google it. Like, give yourself 30 minutes in a rabbit hole and you'll be good. But, you know, we all have those biases, those unsupported assumptions that we make about people or groups or activities, etc. So today we're going to focus on a specific type of bias, and that's called implicit bias. Implicit bias is also commonly known as unconscious bias. So, you know, maybe you already have an idea here of where I'm going with it, but this type of bias refers to the various social stereotypes and judgments that people unknowingly or unconsciously assign to others based on a variety of factors like age, socioeconomic status, weight, gender, race, sexual orientation, job type, etc., 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 Um, Which, of course, is in contrast to an explicit bias or those things that we express out loud to others. You know, my kid's the cutest in the world. And the thing is, again, everybody holds implicit beliefs about various social groups. And these biases can have a negative impact on our relationships and environments. You know, implicit bias, well, really any bias, but specifically, I feel like implicit bias are harmful because they influence the way we perceive and interact with others, right? Which can lead us to depersonalize people, to take the person out of people from different groups based on what we perceive are their characteristics, right? So instead of creating that climate that Haney talked about, where we value individuals and a sense of identity and diversity, we start to get the opposite. And the thing is, our implicit biases often contradict the values we aspire to. I think many of us aspire to valuing an individual, to having a sense of identity and to being diverse, you know, I I want people to value my identity, but sometimes my implicit bias gets in the way of valuing others' identities. And the thing is, is that even when, when we're aware of these biases, that, that they're doing something, it can still be difficult to correct. So what great then, like my brain just does its thing and I have perceptions and I don't even know about them and those can really mess with my relationships and stuff. And like, there's just nothing I can do about it. But wait, there is something you can do about it. Come on. Did you really think that I would just throw that at you and then not give you anything? While fully mastering your biases isn't 
necessarily an aim that's achievable, you know, because remember those biases, they're, they're unconscious. You might not even be able to put words to them or put a finger to them. You can employ several different strategies to address and overcome implicit bias. So as with any topic out there, you're going to find lists of ways to do things or suggestions or bullet points. And in my research to try and find some language around how to address your bias, I came across the um, implicit, I-M-P-L-I-C-I-T, acronym uh, developed by the American Academy of Family Physicians that has these eight tactics that can be used to reduce implicit bias, which is clever. I mean, those of you who've listened for a while, I love acronyms, puns, all of those things. I just thought this was really, really cool that they have this acronym of implicit. Hello, because that's what we're talking about. So let's break it down. So the I of the implicit acronym is introspection. Think self-reflection, right? I feel like we've talked about that once or twice or 72 times, right? Set aside time to understand your biases by taking a personal inventory of them. And there's a lot of different things out there. Um, You can Google the implicit association tests. There's different checklists, things that you can do to walk through your bias, Um, different reflection exercises where, you know, you might ask yourself some questions like the first time I became aware of differences was when dot, dot, dot. A time I was mistreated because of my own difference was when dot, dot, dot. Um, I feel most comfortable when I'm around people who dot, dot, dot. When I was growing up, my parents taught me that people who were different from us were dot, dot, dot. This, I would not say that this is something that you would reflect on, you know, in front of a group of people you've just met. (laughs) You know, this is a, this is a, maybe a personal reflection or even a trusted friend safe space reflection. Being able to reflect on your biases and being proactive and identifying those negative stereotypes that you have about others is is really the first step. And so the M in that implicit acronym is mindfulness. So once you understand the biases that you hold or begin to understand or identify them, you want to be mindful that you're more likely to give in to them when you're under pressure stress, need to make quick decisions, right? Remember, the the basis for our decision on biases is that brain's perception of similarity, different, safe, unsafe. And when you're stressed, you have a tendency to shut down even farther and allow your brain to process things based on the safety of the situation. So, If you're feeling stressed in a situation, take a breath, collect yourself, do a little jig, whatever you need to do to get back into it so that you can be mindful of how you're perceiving the situation, how you're taking in information and using it. The P in the implicit acronym stands for perspective taking. If you think you're stereotyping people, or groups, 
take a minute to imagine what it would feel like for others to stereotype you. You know, we, I think we say that to children sometimes, like, well, how would you like it if she did that to you? While that's maybe not the most helpful way to say that, it is an effective strategy, especially for us as adults, to step back and say, man, hmm, I wonder if the tables were turned how I would feel in this situation. You know, because sharing your biases, sharing your thoughts about stereotypes and how you would feel can help others feel more secure in exploring their biases and sharing how they feel. But like I said earlier, it's really important to have those conversations in a safe space with people that you can be open to about alternative perspectives and viewpoints and to feel safe to be vulnerable. You know, and sometimes this just means also spending time with people who are different from you. The L in the implicit acronym is learn to slow down, which to me goes along with mindfulness a lot. That before jumping to conclusions about others, remind yourself of positive examples from people in that age group, wealth class, ethnicity, sexual orientation, etc. Right? This includes friends, colleagues, public figures, athletes, etc. You know, again, those people who your brain sees as safe helps you to associate the positive things about that person with this other person that you don't quite know anything about. Another really cool tip that I came across that I don't know that I'd thought all the thought all the way through this have been I know I've not been intentional about it, I don't think is to check your media bias, right? Do you find that the blogs you follow, the podcasts you listen to, the shows you stream, the social media pages that you like, are they produced by, by people who are sim- very similar to you? Um, and this is natural, right? But it also reinforces our unconscious biases. So you want to seek out media sources that are aimed at different groups, You know, you'll hear challenging opinions and learn how others experience the world. Um, I think social media, you know, I have this idea that like we're always connected, but never connecting. And the times that we are connecting, we're connecting with truly like-minded individuals, which is not a bad thing at all. But how is that expanding our worldview? How is that um, showing us how to create that climate of individuality and diversity? So the second I leads right nicely into this of implicit is individualization to remind yourself that all people have individual characteristics that are separate from others within their group. You know, focus on the things you have in common. So yes, right up there, you know, when we talked about um, learn to slow down, you know, remind yourself of positive examples of people that you know that are similar, but then remember that every single person is their own unique little snowflake. (laughs) You know, every snowflake is just a teeny tiny little bit different. And that's how every single person is. 
No one has, there is no such thing as common sense. Uh, that is definitely a soapbox pet peeve of mine. Um, you know, common sense implies that you and I have the same common experience. Therefore, you should know what I know. And while, yeah, maybe that is true, that, you know, maybe common sense says you shouldn't go outside in shorts and a flip-flops when it's snowing outside. But if you've never experienced snow and how truly cold it can become and wet and such, maybe you don't know that flip-flops and shorts aren't the best attire. And maybe that seems silly, but, you know, if I can take the time to look at your worldview to say, you've never experienced snow, you know, how am I the one to say, hey, you don't put flip-flops on? You know, they'll figure it out. The thing is, humans operate on essentially one of two planes. They're either a similarities person or a differences person. And one is not better than the other. One is not worse than the other. This idea that the way that we categorize the world we live in is by either finding what's different in the world from us or finding the things that are similar to us. And I think regardless of whether you are a differences or a similarities person, as humans, I think we have a lot more similarities than we have differences, but we have to seek those out and find them. So the C in implicit is check your messaging. Instead of telling yourself that you don't see people based on their color or class or sexual orientation, etc., Learn to use statements that embrace inclusivity. Uh, for example, like at Apple, their inclusion statement circles around the topic of being different. It says, you know, at Apple, we're not all the same, and that's our greatest strength. And I think that that's really important to remember that we are all different. Yes, I know I just finished saying as humans, we have more similarities than we have differences. But those little differences within each of us are what makes us so unique that, you know, sometimes I think those differences, we should look at them like the shades of, an, of apples, even the same types of apples that grow on the same tree. Their color variation is a little different. And so we have to remember that that's okay. It's still an apple. And it still has that apple taste, but it just looks a little different. The third I in the implicit acronym is institutionalize fairness. So when we talk about in the workplace, learn to embrace and support diversity. And um, there was a suggested tool, which is the equity and empowerment lens which is designed to help organizations improve planning and resource allocation to foster more equitable policies and practices. And then finally, the T of the implicit acronym is take two. This is overcoming unconscious bias takes time. Understand that this is a lifelong process and that deprogramming your biases requires constant mindfulness and work. 
So remember, the path to being comfortable with being uncomfortable starts with you. And that while implicit bias affects pretty much all aspects of our lives, we can work to avoid it through awareness and conscious decision making. You know, taking inventory of the biases we have and laying out strategies to overcome them can help lead to a more equitable society for all. And like I've said about many of the topics on the podcast, and like we just said with that last T of implicit, that bias, overcoming bias, identifying and overcoming it is not a Monday morning skill. It takes work. You're going to start pulling on that zipper. You might see something you weren't prepared for and zip that bag right back up. But the goal is that you keep coming back to the zipper. Keep putting your hands on it. Slowly pull on it. Let it stay open. Get some light and air on the stuff that's inside. Bring others over to help you examine it, name it, tame it, and educate it. Take care of you, and we'll see you next time. Kids These Days is a co-production of the Casido Kids Infant Toddler Specialist Network and the Casido Workforce Development Programs. These programs are supported through a grant from the Kansas Department for Children and Families Childcare and Early Education Services. However, information or opinions expressed herein do not necessarily reflect the position or policy of the agency, and no official endorsement should be inferred. If you have questions, comments, suggestions, or want to share your practice related to this or a previous episode, please email us at kidsthesedayspod at gmail and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at kidsthesedayspod and on Twitter at ktdpod. Don't forget to hit subscribe, rate, and review. That's how others learn about us. This episode was written, recorded, and edited by Sarah Holmes. Music track Hackbeat by Kevin McLeod.